Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I just had a session with a high performer uh, CEO of a company and someone who uh, puts a lot of pressure on himself. And we were talking about this idea of being kinder to yourself. And for him, it was completely foreign. Uh, He grew up very uh, performance-based, which I think uh, a lot of of us do. I think a lot of men do... um, I did a video about this, and I and I said I, I think especially a lot of men do just because of our society and um, men kind of wired to perform. I don't know how much of that is nature and nurture, but um, I also wanted to correct that in that uh, it's not just men, especially today. It's women. I mean, women are just crushing it in the workplace. Uh, the days of women at home taking care of the kids like that whole Norman uh, Rockwell painting has been taken down and so I think it's also difficult for women these days to practice self-care and to uh, to be, be kinder to themselves now that being said I do think because of the locker room men um, judge it more right so um, most men don't talk about uh, <laughs> how they weren't kind to themselves this week and what that would look like and, 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 and self-compassion and stuff like that. Um, I think because men have a different type of um, definition, uh, and I'm not saying that it's healthy, but they, you know, they don't, generally speaking, men don't uh, express their feelings or wants and needs. They're more about um, putting their head down and um, and working through it, right? Like fixing things and, and just like, just shut the fuck up and do it. That kind of attitude. <laughs> um, and of course, I'm general, generalizing. I'm not saying all men, but um, most of the men that I see, right? So here's the thing about um, being kinder to yourself. I think one, I think that we say it a lot. I think we read about it a lot. I think we rem- remind ourselves, but I think very few of us, men or women, um, actually practice it, you know, and here's the consequence of not practicing it. Because I think a lot of people think, well, you know, being kinder to yourself is, it's extra. Like it's something, whatever, I'll get to it, you know. <laughs> I, need, I got shit to do and when I feel good, I will be kinder to myself or I'll give myself what I need, whatever. You know, it's, it's very brushed off. Um, most people that come to me and want to talk about how to raise their self-esteem, I tell them you can't if you are not actually treating yourself better. Uh, and, and I'm talking to people who obviously are not treating themselves better, and that's why it's become a problem. Um, when you don't treat yourself, and you've heard this before, the way that you treat um, people that you, you love and care about, like obviously your children or your partner or your friends, uh, when you are bashing yourself when you are uh you know that internal dialogue that uh when you're assassinating your character when you are uh, putting an unhealthy pressure on yourself because there's also healthy pressure right and i could talk talk about uh, that in a bit but when you are um judging yourself when you are uh you know doing all the things that 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 puts you into a pressure cooker and um makes you 
makes it very hard for you to practice uh, self-love, self-compassion, um, forgiveness. And the result of that is you being actually mean to yourself. And even if it's not obvious, it's not like you're punching yourself in the face, but like, you know, the way you talk to yourself or the hours that you force yourself to work or whatever, um, then you're puncturing holes in your self-esteem balloon, right? Because uh, we all have a relationship with ourselves. And so it's just like having a healthy relationship with someone else, you know, in order to build something and trust each other and for uh, that relationship to thrive you actually have to be kind to that person. You have to um, forgive and understand and throw empathy at that person and compassion as well, right? So you also have to do that to you. And that's a lot harder to do um, than it is to someone else. Because most of us, uh, we are much harder on, on ourselves. We um, we may we may not even actually love ourselves. You know, we, we, we may... We may see the value in what we can do, but very few of us see the value in who we are. Um, a lot of that has to do with what we've been through and the stories that we have, right? Because most of us um, have stories that are lined with guilt and shame and all of that. And then, of course, we internalize that and believe that we are less than or defective or whatever. So a lot of times to make up for that, we then put all the chips on performance, um, whether it's uh, an athletic ability or uh, maybe you're great with entrepreneurship or you're a workhorse or whatever it is, then it suddenly becomes a scoreboard. And then we tie our worth and we create an identity that's based on what we can do, what we can achieve, not who we are. And so if that scoreboard uh, changes, if our achievement decreases, or if we don't you know, have the, have the year that we had last year or whatever, um, now it becomes dangerous because now we are allowing something outside of self determine our value. And I think this is um, so many people, right? Especially if you live in a big city and you are hustling and you are making shit happen or if you are running a company, it is so hard not to tightly tie what you do to your value. And also we live in a world where if um, you score a lot of points and, and whatever that means to you, whether that means that you're making a lot of money or you are uh, driving a fancy car or buying big houses, um, you get praised for it, right? People look up to you. People see that is inspiring. And, and then there's people that want to... So because you get praised for it, encouraged um, to do more of that, that just becomes fuel for you to keep going um, further and keep pushing yourself. So it, it basically never ends, right? So going back to this idea of being kinder to yourself, I think everything starts with your relationship with with self. So ask yourself what that looks like. You know, It's going to look different for everyone because um, we all have different relationships with ourselves, right? So my definition of being kinder to me is going to be different than your definition of you being kinder to you because we have different stories and we have different uh, weaknesses and we talk to ourselves differently, all of that, right? Different personalities. So um, I can't tell you a blanket statement, but I could tell you, um, for me, if I feel like I have, uh, quote unquote, failed, you know, the word failure, I really try to eliminate that from my vocabulary. I see that, um, I, 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 I see success in the attempt, not in the results, 
and I really try to um, have that mindset. Um, I, I've never been uh, an, an overachiever when it came to academics, and you know I've always been like a C student. Um, but you know when I get obsessed with something, especially if it's creative, I can really um, produce. Like I, I, I could, you know, whether it's writing books or, or, or creating content or, you know, projects or whatever, I can get obsessed and I, you know, enjoy doing it. And the, the, the behavior from that obsession can be um, a really high score, right? And I'm not saying that it, it's necessarily good. <laughs> That's subjective, but um, I can produce, um, create, I love doing it, um, you know, getting into that flow state. So I put I measured that as success, right? The actual execution piece, not so much um, judging the final product. And so with that mindset, that that is me being kinder to myself, right? That's a choice. Then uh, that's just one example. Um, being kinder to myself when it comes to, uh, say, diet, uh, my weaknesses for um, donuts, the, they, I definitely have improved. I, I don't inhale six anymore. <laughs> I'm cool with one a week maybe. And um, how, how I treat um, my days, um, uh, my productivity, um, my fitness, my nutrition, um, all of that, and also how I treat other people, like actually giving myself compassion if I'm not having a good day, you know, uh, not judging myself because of um, something that I said, uh, or as long as I apologize for it, you know, as long as I take ownership, um, then then I'm okay. And so, um, those are some things that I try to to be kinder to myself with. Um, what are some of the things that you need to be kinder to yourself with? Is it with, on, kinder to yourself about? I don't know. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. So, you know English is my second language. Okay, never mind. Um, Kinder to yourself. If anything, let today be a reminder that if you don't practice establishing a better relationship with you by being kinder to yourself, and of course under that self-compassion, self-love, forgiveness, empathy, all of that, then it's almost impossible to have high self-esteem. The self-esteem that comes just from achievement, although real, can be surfacey and plastic and temporary because that's not forever, right? So having an internal worth, not net worth, having an internal worth comes from building a healthier relationship with yourself and that starts with being kinder to you thank you for listening i wanted to remind you by the way if you're not getting my text um people are digging it just go to my website or my instagram at the angry therapist and you can try it free for for, uh, seven days i uh, shoot out a text every morning and uh, at the end of the week uh we put together a little google doc that's about four or five pages and it goes deeper on a topic with um some steps so you can actually execute this stuff into your life and it's not just um hearing an episode of a podcast or reading an article but it's actually uh implementing steps because without that uh, there's no change thank you for listening be well listen if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have it's time to become a life coach journey coaching 
when I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.